Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Hershey. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week... So, we beat Rutgers yesterday. We really did. We really we really did, honestly. Um, it wasn't even like we kind of did. We really did. And uh, we celebrated 150 years of collegiate football. Mm-hmm. 150 Rutgers. So, like, happy anniversary. Yeah. College football. Aw. That's so cute. Um... Yeah, we Harley and I went to the game together yesterday, but if you can't hear, I'm a little bit sick. So we had to... A little to, under the weather. A little, yeah. I, t- I like to believe I don't get sick because I think sickness is like 40% mental. So I'm just a little bit less than I usually am. So we had to leave at the half so I didn't like die. And we watched it from Bar Louie and it was really fun. But I was kind of sad because I never leave at the half. I always stay for the full game because that's when you get all the... The, like, Mr. Brightsides and the various... Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. The Wave, Every Time We Touch. All Heaven. that's in the second half. Yeah. So, that was sad. Well, it's okay. Because I think a lot of people, like, embrace that mentality. Like, a lot of people cleared out of the student section by the half. Um, mostly, I feel like we're just, as a collective, we're like, this is Rutgers and I can go finish watching this game, like, at home... At Bar Louie with an Impossible Burger and a pretzel. pretzel. Yeah. (laughs) With jalapeno honey mustard, which is so good. It's really good. And, um, yeah. Not like... I mean, it was probably a better use of our time. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing (laughs) is... For, like, most of us. um, A a lot of people don't like watching blowout games because of that reason. They're like, Michigan's just going to keep running up the score. Rutgers will never score. It's just boring. But I personally love watching those games and if I was feeling a little bit better I know I would have had so much fun because like those games where Michigan like shuts another team out I re-watch those games over and over I just think they're so much fun but I definitely understand why everyone was clearing out at the half because like there wasn't a game to see like you weren't waiting to see the outcome and I know a lot of people like live for that like those games where you're waiting to see who will win and Rutgers well they did what they always do usually well within the last few years or so i mean you don't go into the brady hook um first meeting with rutgers here at michigan but they served their purpose um it was essentially like something to kind of soften soften the blow of last week's um absolute blowout against wisconsin um so it it did its purpose. I think that's might have been another reason why, like, other people left or were like, well, we kind of expected this, and, yeah, we got, like, what we needed from it, and we can, like, go elsewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if we said this, but the final score was 52 nothing Michigan, mm-hmm. and this was the first time we had shut a team out since when we played Rutgers in 2016. Uh, I think that was, like, 81 nothing. Something like that. 78. 78 nothing. Um, that game was so much fun. I rewatched that game twice over the summer because I really liked watching it. And this year, like, that 2016 team was just a fun team to watch. And this year has felt like the absolute antithesis of that team. I've just mm-hmm. felt all year, like, we can't run up the score even if we tried. Like, everything, nothing is working. Nothing is coming together. And, like, yeah, it's Rutgers. Like, I understand that Rutgers is not a powerhouse program. But... 
we looked better. Like, it was just kind of, it was just nice. It was nice seeing that we were still able to do that. Even though it's against Rutgers, we should, like, we didn't look like that great against Middle Tennessee, and I'm, I don't know how those two programs compare, but we looked better against Rutgers than we did against the other unranked teams that we've played. So that was just kind of encouraging, like, hey, we can still kind of do what we did in 2016 to not good, like, I'm not saying it's a good program, but when it is a not good program, we should be able to blow them out of the water like that. Um, but also, I think a lot of that probably just hinged on the performance of last week, and um, I know there was probably a lot more of a collective, like, need to kind of, like, like hunker down and, like, fix some things, and, like, I think for me, over the course of the game, I started to, like, not really, like, give way to, like, Michigan, but I was, like, I found myself, like, a little hypercritical in the first half. I know it was a good half for, um, like, Shea and the offense and the defense, like, one, but I feel like it took them, like, a little bit to, like, kind of, like, settle into that and then kind of get things, like, moving at a faster um, pace. Um, but it's there's just some things like the offensive line wasn't really doing a whole lot at first, and the defense was kind of shaky in terms of uh, defending the run game again. But I think like after a while, um, and if you like took out that like one drive that Rutgers had where they almost scored and went for it on fourth down in the red zone, um, I think the defense did pretty solid overall. Um, after a while though, like I. Like I said, I I needed, I think I was still just kind of like bitter from last week. So I was like noticing those kind of things um, from the get-go. And I I feel like I'm not like alone in that sense. But then I started to like kind of like relinquish the reins a little bit and be like, yeah, this is Rutgers and we're still like a team that needs to like get its act together and figure things out and everything's not going to be better in one week. But yeah, then I started to enjoy my time after that. <laughs> well, what you just said kind of reminded me of, like, so when we played Middle Tennessee, um, we definitely did not run up the score at all against Middle Tennessee. It was, it wasn't close in the sense that we might lose, but it was an inappropriately close game, and I kind of had a feeling that they could have run up the score if they had felt the need, like they knew what it took to score more points, but they were using the opportunity to try out different things and um, work on, I don't know, work on different things so that when it comes time to play um, more competitive teams, they can uh, apply that. I don't know if that just made any sense what I just said, but I was kind of worried because after Wisconsin last week, Harbaugh really, really needed to save face, and I think mm-hmm. he knew that, and I was kind of like, I feel like going into Rutgers, they're just going to do whatever it takes to run up the score mm-hmm. just to save face, and like just purely for optics, knowing full well that those things they can do to run up the score against Rutgers are not going to fly against even an Iowa, and definitely not a Penn State or an Ohio State. Um, so going into this game, I was kind of like, I don't care how much they run up the score. Mm-hmm. I Nothing is going to encourage me because, yeah, we, fine, you can run up the score against Rutgers. That, like, I would rather you do things that you can carry over to the more competitive games you have coming up. But at the same time, watching them do that was really encouraging because no matter how lousy Rutgers' defense is, our offense looked cleaner than it has all season. Our pass game looked significantly better than it has all season. That's and true. I don't think in the same way that against Wisconsin 
I, like, didn't really credit Wisconsin's defense to our lousy, like, offense. I was like, that's just our offense being bad. That's not Wisconsin's defense being good. And I kind of felt yesterday, like, it was Michigan's offense being good, not Rutgers' defense being bad. I mean, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) You wouldn't have, like, thought that. I, I think, like, I also, like, entered the game, like, in the same sense. I'm like, this is just, like... To kind of, like, not, like, keep people around, but definitely to save face. Um, And I was, like, don't be, like, you know, like, moved by this performance in a sense. Then you're, like, oh, maybe things are, like, better. Um, I really, like, won't be impressed by anything, like, Michigan does until, I mean, next week is, like, honestly, Michigan's, like, first test to see if, like, anything has improved. Um, We'll get into that. Um when we talk about Iowa, um, just, like, making, like, pregame predictions and stuff, but in terms of Rutgers, like, they served their purpose, and honestly, it was just kind of, like, a weekend of, like, time off almost, not, like, a bye week in a sense, but, like, you didn't really have to worry that much. Yeah, but we could have worried. I feel like that's the thing, is that... I think, like, entering the game, we worried. I was, like, in all honesty, I was like, oh, we would be the team that would, like, let Rutgers, like, score. Exactly. <laughs> like, we would be that guy. Um, but it was nice that we were able to do that. That's what, like, it did It did feel like a bye week, and it did feel like it wasn't much of a challenge to Michigan. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was like that in and of itself is encouraging because the way Michigan has looked the rest of the season, I didn't know if they'd be able to shut out Rutgers. So, like... Any other season, I'd be like, okay, great, you shut out Rutgers. What what an accomplishment. But this season, I'm like, okay, cool. You're a little bit better than I thought you were. <laughs> That's a good point. And, um... Do you want to get into specifics? Like, maybe get into quarterback play? Oh, yeah, I guess we can, like, go through those kind of things. Um, so Shea probably had his best game of the season. Um, obviously, there's only been four, and the other three were bad. <laughs> <laughs> um... Significant improvement in um, um, his completion rate essentially went 72%, I think, 17 of 23. Um, threw for almost 300 yards. I kind of really wanted him to throw for 300 I, yards. Oh, like, I, really, so I, like, nice. I really wanted that. But, like, I understand the, like, concept. You're like, why waste Shea on an entire game against Rutgers? Um, so, yeah, 276 yards on the game, one touchdown, three rushing for him. Um, and... Remember that one rushing touchdown where he, like, <laughs> he just looked so confused. He was standing there, and, like, we're like, you can just go, and then he ran. Yeah, that was the second one. Yeah. You should, like, look back on it. It's pretty funny. Um, one interception that was, um, kind of, like, off the back of... I think it was Nico. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Nico. Like, almost in the end zone. And, um... Well, almost in the red zone, honestly, and just kind of a little bit short. So I was like, that was kind of a risky pass there. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Rutgers probably had its, like, one shining moment for the entire game, which was that interception. Um, but then Joe Milton came in kind of like how a lot of us expected. I kind of thought he would come in a little earlier. Um, just uh, just the way that we were rolling in the first half, I was like, okay, Joe Milton would probably come in for the second. But um, I think it was, like, towards the end of the third quarter, maybe the beginning of the fourth. Um, when Joe Milton came in, um, good for him for, uh, making his <laughs> completion <laughs> to a 10 ratio look a little bit better. Um, he threw three or four, so 75%, good for you. Um, 
had one TD. And he did the Cam Newton superhero celebration after, which was very cool. Where, like, Joe Milton gets his chance to celebrate, so that's exciting. Um, his energy is very uh, palpable, too. He, <laughs> like, he just, like, he's very animated if you watch him, like, on the sideline or, like, even, like, when they had him, um, just some of the camera angles that they had him of when he was on the field. Like, he has, like, a lot of, like, uh, I just think potential in that aspect that he just seems very, like, emotional and, like, I don't know, reactive, I guess. He it's seems like, like a fun guy. Yeah, I like, like having him like, like It's playing. like a good energy, honestly. I was mm-hmm. I was digging it. So that is um, hopefully some harnessed talent that we can build and mentor to and cater to to develop him mm-hmm. um, to one day take over this program. But yeah, hats off to those two. It was a pretty solid performance. And I really hope that in my time here... <laughs> Or in Chase time here, then he has a game where he throws 300 yards. Yeah, that'd be really great. I, also, I'm, I'm, like, rooting for that. <laughs> I wish that Dylan McCaffrey could have gone in, too, but it was actually, it was nice for Joe Milton to be able to, because I don't think Joe Milton would have gotten playing time mm. if um, McCaffrey yeah, was there. Yeah, so. Dylan's game. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know who would have been starting if Dylan was able to start, too. That's a good point. So it's kind of nice that Patterson was able to have a game that was hopefully a confidence booster mm-hmm. and kind of got him back into his groove. Um Obviously, I'm not at all happy that McCaffrey is, like, currently unable to play. Like, my heart breaks for the guy, but, like, there maybe is some silver lining there in that um, two quarterbacks got some playing time that they might not have been able to get. That's a good point. I think this game was, like, needed for the two of them. Mm -hmm. And, like, as much as this would have been Dylan's game, I think um, it was good for them to just kind of... Like, it was good overall for, like, to kind of, like, appease the fan base sort of and kind of be like a confidence booster for the team um Rutgers like like I said serve their purpose in that respect so mm-hmm. um also like I'm thinking about how different the game would have looked with McCaffrey in it would have been interesting yeah I guess we'll never know yeah it would have <laughs> been interesting okay what were your thoughts on the offensive line like I like I mentioned earlier, I thought they settled in a little bit, like, more. Like, it just took them a little bit longer than I, like, wanted, um, especially against, like, Rutgers. But, like, I didn't know if that was because, like, Rutgers eventually, like, just gave up or, like, <laughs> <laughs> or they got tired, like, towards the end. Like, I don't know. But, or maybe our offensive line just kind of, like, settled down a little bit. Um, but I was, like, the blocking was just still kind of, like, iffy and, like, shaky and, like, pockets just seem to like collapse on like the weak side a few times and I don't know it like just in the first quarter I was really like on it I was like I like it was not happy with their performance but I think after a while and obviously to like get the like starters out towards the end of the game was like good for especially like to see like who the second string is and to see them hold their ground um even in like garbage time so it was it was passing. I, I'm still, like, not really that impressed with our offensive line, and I don't really know how it's going to look going forward with, against, like, an actual defense. Yeah. Um, but it looked a little cleaner. I think A the, little smoother. The constant torture of being a Michigan fan yeah. is that you you're, watch a game... Like hyper-aware of your offensive line. <laughs> well, not just that, <laughs> but, like, whenever you're watching a game and we're doing well, like... The, 
shutting out like play, what was it like fifty three nothing again fifty two beating a team fifty two nothing is objectively good like mm-hmm. no matter who you're playing that's objectively good but as a Michigan fan it is impossible to watch that and just be like oh we're beating them fifty two zero what you do is you watch the offensive line and you watch the quarterbacks and you imagine Ohio State's defense in there. Like that is exactly. you like it's impossible to get that out of your head. And even though you see them do things that are working great against Rutgers, it's almost impossible to watch a game and just see that. Instead, you're like, oh my gosh, Ohio State's defense like would have demolished us right there. And like, it's so frustrating because I just want to enjoy the game, but my brain keeps putting Ohio State in there. And um, well, we don't have to like, get into that, but like just in the sense of, like, how Ohio is looking right now, like, I am in the exact same way. I'm like, this stuff won't fly. Like, Did you watch it yesterday, Ohio State-Nebraska? It was, like, painful. It was, like, painful. It was, like, in Nebraska was weirdly hyped up in the offseason. Like, that was the game day game, which I think is just weird, but, yeah, it was Well, painful. Nebraska was 3-1 going into Well, you don't have to go into Yeah, that, let's not go like, into it. <laughs> but, I like, if you saw it, I kind of feel like that's where we're going. And oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. okay, running backs. Let's talk about our running backs. Okay, we had a bunch of running. I backs. I think we put in like everyone on the team to <laughs> try out yes. to be a running back. They're like, you have a pulse, um, and you have two legs that are functioning. You're gonna go in. Um, I'm looking at this list of running backs. And I'm like, who is Nicholas Capitina? I've never heard that name before. Um, he was probably um. He had two rushing yard, or he had two carries, one rushing yard. Well, I'm probably gonna assume that he was in in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. You're definitely um, right. Um, so the the running back roulette sort of is still going on because mm-hmm. if you recall the first three games, we relied on Zach Charbonnet. He had like a million carries on every game, and then. Uh, he wasn't able to play, or I'm sorry, the first two games. And then against Wisconsin, he wasn't able to play that much. We don't know why, but you can assume that it's because he was playing so much in the first two games. Um, and he did go in a little bit against uh, whatever team that was yesterday, Rutgers. He had <laughs> nice. um, five carries for a total of 22 yards. So he was in there a little bit, but we had Christian Turner had 11 carries. Hassan Haskins had nine. Drew Wilson had four. Ben Van Zumeren had three. Jay Patterson had four. And then, lo and behold... <laughs> Giles Jackson had one carry for two yards. That was hilarious. When you saw him, like, line up in the running back position, I was like, um, are we okay right now? Like, do we (laughs) realize who we're putting in at running back? I mean, I think they knew because, I don't, but it was like, it was almost like one of those things again where you're like, okay, you're not putting in a running back at the running back position. What's going to (laughs) happen? Yeah, wait, it's like we've seen this before, like, last week. Yeah, it was like like, that same dance, and I was like, mm, let's not do that. Um, Yeah. But I don't know about you, but I feel like I know that Christian Turner um, obviously had the most carries on the game, but I felt like I saw Hassan Haskins like significantly a lot for this game. Significantly a lot. Yeah, I'm like significantly <laughs> a lot. Like, you know. No, I agree. Until, get- like he was just constantly out there is when I'm No, and every time nothing against Hassan Haskins. Like obviously he did a great job. Did, but it's yeah. just like he had been thus far unproven. So there were several like critical moments where we're like, Hassan Haskins is they're gonna hand it off to Hassan Haskins right now. And we mm-hmm. were kind of like, Wait, why? Like when did he build up this trust that we're gonna give him the ball in these carries? But I think we already established that the running back is kind of like a mass chaos storm, so it doesn't really matter who it is, as long as it's not some, like, rando, like, yeah, Alex Jackson or, like, Ben Mason. I don't know, like, I... Like, any of the top four of the rotating Christian Turner, Hassan Haskins, Zach Charbonnet, Drew Wilson, like, I 
like any of them will be put in at any time. It's That's just true. a matter of like what is the like critical point of the like play, you know? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And like I would love for Zach Charbonnet to be at full strength again because obviously he is by far has the highest ceiling out of our running backs. That's true. But like I don't know, the Hassan Haskins thing just kind of threw me off because True Wilson, I don't maybe it's just Obviously, I'm not a coach, but just based on what I have seen, like, in all the quarterbacks, I'm like, Drew Wilson is, has been pretty consistent. Let's, I don't know. It was nice to see him out there. He was, he didn't travel with the team against Wisconsin. Um, I think he was um, dealing with an injury, so it was nice to see him back out there. Mm-hmm. So, to see, like, he's getting better. Um, but yeah, our run game wasn't, we didn't run a lot yesterday anyway so I feel like you almost don't need to no offense to Rutgers yeah no that's true <laughs> but like you and well our offensive line but yeah mm-hmm. okay so we'll go into receiving um because there were these weird rumors throughout the week that I like didn't even pay attention to that Donovan Peoples-Jones and Tariq Black were gonna shut it down for the season to prefer- prepare for the NFL and like those guys pretty much shut down those rumors right away because they, like, tweeted some laughing emojis and, like, people will just make up stories if they don't have any stories. Um, I was sort of like, why would they do that? Especially Tariq Black. Like, we all know he's really talented, but he hasn't really had a season yet to, like, prove that. So I'm like, why would he shut it down to prepare for the NFL draft if, like, he doesn't have really have enough tape to, like, go into the draft yet? I was kind of confused by that. Unless he wants to show the NFL that he can break his feet. Yeah, which, like, if they're looking for that, then... I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so, but they played, um, and, yeah, it was great. So, Ronnie Bell, um, had... Still our leading receiver, if you mm -hmm. aren't aware. With six receives on the game. Eight for a total of 83 yards. Um, I really, I really like Ronnie Bell. I do, too. He's very athletic. He he is. I think it was, like, one of the, the first few passes of the game. I can't remember where it was. But, like, his vertical was crazy to, like, get up and catch the ball. It was a little bit high, but, like, you could tell that um, the basketball player within him was, like, ready to go. That's, <laughs> go yeah. Go after that ball. It was really impressive. Speaking of which, we still have a scholarship spot open on the basketball That's team. So I was like, put him in. <laughs> yeah, put him in. For real. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, a lot of those catches were, like... I don't know. Maybe it was just me overhyping it from, like, where I was standing. But I was like, that's so impressive. He's, like, reaching so far and jumping so high to get that ball. <laughs> um, and, I mean, the one they took away against Wisconsin that, for some reason, I'm still really fixated on. That was that was one, too, where it was like, how did you catch that? That's crazy. And that's, like, yeah. it seems to be... He had a few of those. Yeah, he has a lot of those. I think Ronnie Bell is, like, pretty solid in, like, growing into the position really well and definitely improving upon the, like, first few games because I know people were kind of, like, iffy and shaky on him. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, like, starting to become, like, obviously a consistent pre- presence, but that's honestly probably because Shay tar- targets him, like, all the time. That's um, what, because I turned to Harley during the game. I was like, is Ronnie Bell our best receiver? I'm like, yes, he's the leading receiver. He's but that's leaving. probably because of a multitude of factors. Yeah, um, well, that's because most people would probably say Nico Collins is the best receiver, but... It's just a matter of, like, Ronnie Bell is the leading receiver, so yeah. I guess if that's how you define best, then yes. But then there was, like, that classic narrative that, like, when you target Nico Collins for a touchdown, he would get a touchdown, and he did, so. hmm He sure did. We love the consistent presence of Nico Collins. We do. Um, we also, so we saw a lot of people in at receiver, which is probably because we have a million receivers. Um, and all, everyone, most football team. <laughs> everyone who was in at receiver was actually a receiver, unlike running back. 
Um, but DPJ, Nico Collins, well, Eubanks is a tight end. Um, and, yeah. That's great, hand. <laughs> we threw the ball a lot. <laughs> All right, so any last thoughts about the game against Rutgers? Mm, not really. I mean, it was just kind of one of those things. There's, like, not a whole lot to, like, delve into and, like, break down because it was, like... Well, one, it wasn't, like, depressing, like, you know, like, a Wisconsin where there's, like, We were just, like, going off. There's, like, a lot of things to, like, talk and, like, kind of, like, work through. This was just kind of, like, you know, meh, so. I mean, before the game, we kind of said, like, and this was kind of the consensus, there was nothing Michigan could do against Rutgers that could make us feel better about Mm -hmm. the team, but there were things they could do to make us feel worse. That is a good point. So it so was they like, avoided that. They avoid yeah, no. They avoided that. And well. I will say I do kind of feel better, but I don't know if that feeling is merited or if it's just like my heart like failing me. Because I, I don't know, I really liked how Shea Patterson looked. I really mm-hmm. liked our past game. Um and I I understand that it's just Rutgers, but I just thought it that was something I didn't know that this team had in them. So we'll just see if that carries over to um playing ranked opponents because there's no way to know. Rutgers is famously Rutgers. I was going to say. And I think, too, let's just t- touch on, like, the defense's performance. Um, I kind of alluded to it at the beginning how, like, I still thought things were a little shaky in terms of, like, filling the gaps and, like, coming in to um, defend, like, the run game. And, like, I know it's, like, Rutgers and, like, they're not really going to attempt to, like, do much of anything um, in terms of the offense. But I... I th- I think it just started to like improve after a while. I know um, Cam McGrone's performance was um, something that a lot of people were talking about. During I'm excited the game. about him, um, and I think we should be. I think mm-hmm. once he like grows more and develops, like I think he'll be like a really solid presence on our defense. Um, Dax Hill had himself a game yes, too. Yes, finally, I, it was finally, so nice that was to, exciting. Like, see him out there, and I want him to see more minutes out on the field. Um, had some really like weighed some people out and it was awesome um who else did I like I don't know just like you you know you're like usual names like Josh Metellus was in there um Kalik Hudson was um I think trying to like build upon his own game in terms of like one being a senior captain and like kind of having to like be that kind of presence and but also just like for him I think that would be I think he probably also just kind of needed, like, a Rutgers. Um, so we all needed a Rutgers. We all, we all like, honestly needed a Rutgers. Um, but, yeah, I I think, like I said, they settled in. And um, I think they, like, definitely, like, fixed the things that weren't, like, working that well. Like I said, minus that, like, one drive that Rutgers had. Um, and, they, well, obviously they kept him out from scoring. So shout out to the defense for doing that. That was incredible. And, um, I don't know, like, what Rutgers is, like, offensive, like, yards were, but I probably under 200, so that's not too bad, um, but we've done better, um, <laughs> against a Rutgers, and, but Rutgers had 152 total yards. Yeah, see, what I think, like, one of the last times it was, like, 39 or something. Today. No, yeah, I, so, like, because if you look up, like, a Rutger, like, that's, like, a thing, on the internet, and a Rutger is when you hold Ruck or you hold a team to. I think it's they ha- the team has more negative yards than they have points. 
because that's what people tend to do to Rutgers. So we did not Rutger Rutgers, but we still we still beat them. Yeah. So I I also just think that comes with with improvement over the like course of like a few weeks. But like you know, I think the defense needed that too. Um, obviously, like they when you look at twenty sixteen being the last team to have a shutout, um, that. That has to, like, spark something because, like, 2016 is, like, kind of, like, the holy grail in this, like, most, like, modern era of Michigan football. (laughs) So, like, that – so, like, hats off to them, I think. Hats off, (laughs) honestly. There you go. That's the first shutout in, like, three years. So, um, yeah, I think we all needed that. But, obviously, moving forward, um, we have Iowa um, in a week, not even – um, and they're ranked 14, which we all know how our record is against uh, opponents ranked higher than us. Um, it's not good if you <laughs> are, if you've forgotten the term. In fact, it is really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Michigan is still favored to win. We usually, uh, we have like a pretty decent record when we are favored to win. Um, obviously, um, like being the underdog, we're bad. <laughs> But, um, we're rarely the underdog, but when we are, we lose. Exactly. So, um, I'm definitely nervous for this. I think, well, I don't, the thing with Iowa is they're hit or miss, and usually they tend to be, like, an Achilles heel to Michigan when we play them in football. Obviously, Mm. 2016, that hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um. They're coming here. I don't know if that will, like, change anything. It's usually, like, when we're down in Iowa where things just seem to go south. Um, but they're good for second in the Big Ten West. But honestly, like, what record isn't good for second in the Big Ten West? And probably third is, like, one in three. <laughs> I don't, like, a record of one in three because the Big Ten West is bad. <laughs> um, but um, – I think a lot of people would probably be focusing in on um, Nate Stanley, who is um, Iowa's quarterback, um, currently sitting at 965 yards on the season, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. So he's good for 18th in the QBR. Um, he has a ranking of 77.2. And just to like kind of be in the compare and contrast to kind of see like where he's sitting at, Shea is at 63rd. <laughs> QBR is at 60.9. Well, and but, like, that's... It, I think that's, like, the main concern that I have, and I'm pretty sure, like, I would like to see a lot, a lot more, like, pressure on the quarterback from their defense. I wonder if we have the capability to do so because we haven't seen a whole lot of pressure against offenses that, is, offenses that are, like, admirable. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Or, like, we haven't really played a, a quarterback yet. You know what, like... That's a good point, too. Like, someone like... Yeah. Mm. I guess it'll be interesting to see. I'm not at all excited about it. I think it won't be pretty. Uh, I don't even know if I can, like, pick Michigan to win at the current moment. So, like, I don't really know where I stand. I would like Michigan to win, obviously. It'd be nice to get that off our backs. But, um... In terms of where I'm at right now, it's... Just, like, kind of, like, teetering on the edge of it. Like, it could go either way. It just depends on, like what Michigan does. So I think Michigan will lose. I'm going to come out and say that right now. Okay. Um, but that's only because 
they haven't given me any reason to think they'll win. Like they they still could win. That's but like, it would be out of character for how this team not. is playing this season. Yeah. Um, and as a Michigan fan, my bias is coming out, and I'm like, no, like I know this team. I know they can get away with a win. Like I know they can pull it off. But as an unbiased podcaster, looking at how both teams have performed this season, um, I don't understand how Michigan could win. But also, I want to flip that because um, Iowa has won their last seven games. So going back into the 2018 season, they've only played one ranked opponent since then. And that was in January against Mississippi State where they won in their bowl game. But I'm pretty sure that was a close game. Um, I think Iowa only won by, like, two points, maybe. Um, But that's just in testament to, like, the Big Ten West. So, like, what kind of, like, um, team... Like, Iowa hasn't gone up against anybody yet. Okay, well, this is is what's interesting, because Iowa has played both Middle Tennessee and Rutgers, Mm -hmm. so we can kind of compare how we did against both of them. So, against Middle Tennessee... Iowa won forty eight to three. When we played Middle Tennessee, we played four. We beat them forty to twenty one. So Iowa played significantly better against Middle Tennessee. Granted, that was a week four game, and for us it was week one. So they've had time to improve since then. But presumably, Middle Tennessee has also had time to improve since then. But also, the only reason why Middle Tennessee like had chances to score is because we done goofed. Well, yeah. Are we not going to do that against Iowa though? You know. Well, I don't know. We didn't goof against Rutgers. That's true. Well, and then also we had an interception well, and like I think Kyle <laughs> Jackson had like a fumble. But like, <laughs> in terms of like escaping our first offensive drive without a turnover, which I, we did, we did, we've done that now. We're donating Check five dollars off the bucket list. We're donating five dollars as promised. Um, but I. I feel like we could have done the 48 to 3 thing if we weren't so sloppy <laughs> from the get go, but. Yeah, but like. You know what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, but that kind of goes back to like. Middle Tennessee it, capitalized on mistakes and. But so did Army I, and so did Wisconsin. And exactly. We, and we lost, so it's like, can we rely on this team not to make mistakes? Yeah, no, you can't do that. That's you can't rely. But like, it, like, Iowa probably never gave Middle Tennessee the chance. So, like, yeah. hypothetically, if, like, we had things, like, hunkered down and we're actually, like, capable of, like, not shooting ourselves in the foot, we probably would have seen, like, something different. I see what you're saying. So, like, talent-wise, it, just, like, the way that... If you take away all the stupid mistakes, mm-hmm. Michigan is better. But... You could probably say that against Wisconsin as well. And it's, like, the stupid mistakes are almost, like, inextricably, like, linked to the team. Like, the team is the stupid mistake, so it's kind of hard to tear them apart. Yeah, they're one and the same here in Michigan. Yeah, of course. But, um, I don't know. I think this will be, well, I don't even know if I can say, like, Michigan will be, like, Iowa's first test since, like, January. But, like, in a sense, it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, Iowa only played... Just to, like, make you mad for a second, um, just in terms of, like, the Big Ten West, um, Iowa played three ranked opponents last year, and, um, yeah, just, like, sit on that for a little bit and, um, tell <laughs> me Michigan about it later. Because probably, like, like, a million. That's so dumb. Isn't that stupid? Yeah, no, the that Big Ten West so is, mad. like, literally, I'm just a completely different tier than the Big Ten East. <laughs> um, okay, so, let's go into superlatives. So, I guess we'll see. Um... 
So this week for kicker of the week, I would like to give this award to Jake Moody because he has yet to miss a field goal this season, and every time he goes out to kick a field goal, he looks really excited. And also Quinn Nordine, who is the runner up for kicker of the week, because he's our other kicker. Um, we were watching him during the game, and he was like on the sideline, like running back and forth, like the entire game. And we're like, dude, can you sit down? Do you need to like warm up that much to kick the extra point? <laughs> um, so. Extra point duty. <laughs> Gotta remain loose. Shout out Jake Moody. <laughs> um, and then, so for the Vibe the Vibes Award, which is the biggest award we give every week. Whoa. And I think there's a little bit of contention here because Harley disagrees with this. But, um. I, yeah, you can, I'll explain. You okay, go I'll, first. So Cam McGrone gets the Vibe the Vibes Award. Um, his performance was great. That was, that was wonderful. Not quite enough to merit the Vibe the Vibes Award, but like, you get a shout out for that. But after the game, um, he was talking in the press conference about embracing the criticism after losing to Wisconsin, and he said, We know we're going to see them again in Indy in my hometown for the Big Ten Championship, so I don't really mind hearing about it because I know when we see them again, we're going to smack them in the mouth. Um, that's ridiculous. I highly doubt we're going to be um, playing for the Big Ten Championship, and if we saw Wisconsin again, I don't think we'd smack them in the mouth. But this team has no trash talkers and no emotional leaders and no one who's giving us anything to live up to. And if you look back to our team last year, so much of the hype and the spirit came from, like, big talkers like Chase Winovich or Kron Higdon guaranteeing a win against Ohio State. And that team looked so much more motivated and so much more impassioned. And they were always out there ready to play because they had these big talkers who were... Like, it wasn't, like, do more, say less. Like, they were saying more than they could possibly do. But that's what got the team fired up. And this year, none of them seemed to want to play or want to win. That's a slight exaggeration, but especially against Wisconsin, they looked so disheartened. And I was like, I would love to just have a trash talker out there being like, no, like, we're going to win this game. That team sucks. Like, just, like, say stuff. Like, talk the talk because that's what gets the team riled up and wanting to play. (laughs) I, when I read that, this it's like it was on twitter so when i read the tweet i just laughed for probably a solid three minutes (laughs) like without stopping because he assumed that we would get by ohio (laughs) and i thought it was so funny and i was like good for you for um having some optimism because i don't um hey if they're not gonna have optimism who's going to well I didn't even know they had optimism after watching their performance against Wisconsin. That's true. You would have liked to see a little more of that. Yeah, on the like field. where was that like a week ago? But anyways, I think it's so like I I also think like we don't have any means of like backing that statement up. Like who expects us to like get everything together and like move forward and like maybe contend for that? Like we'd have to win out. And, like, I <laughs> I thought that was ridiculous. I was, like, good, like, interesting, maybe, sure, like, it's nice to see that kind of, like, fiery spirit from somebody on the team, but what? <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I definitely see what you're saying. I think it was a ridiculous statement, but I was, like, I'm here for the ridiculous statements. It's been a minute. I would, like, I like having someone saying stuff like that. Whatever. Okay, do you want to give out your superlatives? All right. Um, so mine is the job no one wants award, and that goes to Rutgers quarterback Art Sitowski, Sikatowski, whatever. The Rutgers quarterback, that job sucks. Wouldn't want to be that guy. Um, and also to, like, go with that, 
um, at least you're not Arzakowski <laughs> Award. I'm not gonna get the last name of this dude or the first name honestly because we're shortening it's it like to Art because we're not sure. They call him Art. Arter. Yeah. In the, yeah. So at least you're not Art, and that goes to Shay Patterson. I think you should watch that film of being. Of <laughs> I think a Michigan quarterback should look at the film of the Rutgers quarterback like every week and be like, at least I'm not that guy, because that could be you. Was, Granted, our own line is not that good, but also. You could be on Rutgers team <laughs> as their quarterback, and I don't know how, like how, like maybe like credit to like Art Sinowski or whatever. I can't do it. <laughs> um, credit to him for like getting up every time. Like I, oof. <laughs> some of them looked just so bad. I was like, is he finally gonna leave? Because I would have like got the wind knocked out of me like several times. Probably would have like got knocked out at least twice if I was him. So. Credit to him, where credit is due, the fact that he gets up every time. Harley turned to me during the game, and she was like, I know our offensive line hasn't been, like, ideal in the past few years, but do you think they show tape of Rutgers to recruit people to play for Michigan? Because they're like, at least our offensive line, like, you're not going to get hurt as much as their quarterback does. Just reality, you know? like Yeah, but at the same time, our quarterbacks tend to die, so not literally. It, it was like, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then our Mo of the Week goes to Mo Wagner. Okay, we have some <laughs> basketball news. Thanks. And that's the kind of news we want to hear because I'm sick of football already. I was like, basketball is slowly but surely uh, returning to us. That's just because the passage of time. Um, so, yeah, they had their first practice of the season um, within the last week. So it's nice that they're back. Um, I think November 1st is the first game of the season. Um and I'm so excited to see them again. Also, it's just that time of year when it's, like, college ball, college football, and, like, hockey. And, like, oh. failing all your exams because all you do is watch basketball and football. And Personally, I don't really watch hockey, but... It's the best time of year. Like, I think it's November. Um, is when all three of them, like, return. I know we're in, like, preseason right now for the NHL, so I'm really excited. Oh, yeah, I got a notification yesterday that I think the Red Wings lost. <laughs> it's preseason, so. <laughs> um, well, I'm not a Red Wings fan, so anyways. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people are starting to discuss, like, who they think will, like, be starting and who will make their rotation. Obviously, outside of the, like, Isaiah Liver, Xavier Simpson, and, like, John Teske, like, those are pretty on lock for me. Um, but that leaves two other spots. Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Will it be friends? So I, for some reason, and if you listen back to our old episodes from when Franz was like first committed to Michigan, I thought I thought it was like, yeah, he's gonna start because who else do we have on the team? <laughs> um, but I guess there is some debate around that if Franz will start. I think it. I I doubt. Well, I don't know how obvious this is, but I doubt that they have the rotation like locked down yeah. quite yet like I think that's probably something they're still figuring out but I would love to see Franz start in game one like for all that this team lost in the offseason mm-hmm. I don't think anything would hype up the fans as much as like going to a game and like Franz Wagner is starting Jawan Howard is the head coach Jalen Rose is in his court side like I <laughs> it's sitting next to his best friend Chris Webber and they're holding hands like I just <laughs> oh, um I think that I don't know. That I, is a nice dream. Yeah, and I think it might be possible. And I it could be. I don't think Jawan Howard's an optics guy, but man, that would that would pump me up as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, yeah, I would like to see it too, but obviously we have, like, a multitude of, like, sophomores and, like, um... We really do have a multitude of sophomores. We really do. There's, like, four. (laughs) Yeah. So, they usually, obviously, have, like, one year of experience under their belt already, but, like, Franz is basically, like, semi-professional already, so it doesn't really, like, it can go either way. The big thing is, like, when people are, like, tossing Eli Brooks out there, because, like, we all know how I feel about him, but, like... Please don't do that to me. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to like be hype and excited and like be completely in love with Michigan basketball. But um, yeah, don't 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 say his name. Don't do it. Don't don't ruin the dream while the dream's still alive and we haven't played a single second of basketball, so I don't have to be stressed. So like, don't make me stressed. Don't do that. Dude, talking about basketball is getting me kind of excited, though, I'm because so I'm like, the, like, Colin Castleton. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine Colin Castleton hitting a three, and then he's running back. Can you do that? <laughs> just imagine it. Do we have a sample size? <laughs> um, and then his his side bangs are floating majestically <laughs> through the air as he runs back to the other side of the court. Just envision that. And that's, that's what I want out of this season. Yeah, no, we don't have a sample set. Imagine John Tasky hitting a three. <laughs> and the minute it goes up, <laughs> Harley and I are like, no! Like and then it goes like, in and we just... The three, like, there's no art to it. It just kind of, like, goes straight because, you know, he's, like, 7'2". So it's, like, it's, it doesn't look pretty either. Yeah, so. But, yeah, I can't wait for those moments to come back to us soon. Watch John Tesky attempt a three-point shot. Franz Wagner to, like, run around on the court. Yeah, we don't really know what he does. Maybe quite like yet. Brandon Johns, like jumping up and down on the sidelines, seeing what Xavier Simpson does with his hair, whether he's gonna keep the headband or not, like just all those things. Oh, like the I can't like wait. the thrill is alive and well, and I'm so excited. I really am. Aw, that was a good note to end on. Yeah, Michigan basketball is soon, so no matter how sad you are about Michigan football, don't be, because Michigan <laughs> basketball is coming back, and then they can make us sad eventually, but. Not yet. Not yet. Thanks for recording a podcast with me, Harley. <laughs> Why did you do that? I don't know. I didn't know how to end it off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, have fun on Saturday at noon, and hopefully it's not a garbage game. Or maybe it will It'll make for good podcast content because mm. we had ourselves some fun therapy session against Wisconsin. So We really did. All right. Um, yeah, and have a good week, everybody. Go Bye. Blue. <laughs> Yeah.